When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hail Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. Less than an hour, Matt Schick will join us. Uh, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Schick and Nick Podcast. We welcome in Mitch Sherman from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Star-studded lineup today. We're uh, working hard. Mitch, how are we doing? Um, you know, I'm still standing. That's about the best that I can say. <laughs> You and me both, but you've been you've been hoofing it, man. You're awesome. Great coverage, and yeah, thanks yeah. for sharing. You have that espresso on an IV drip. Um, that's that's next. I, I've just been going regular coffee, but uh, you know, if if things continue as they have for the last 36 hours, I, I'm going to be on an IV drip. Yes, <laughs> one way or another. We will we will uh, make that happen. So we can start a lot of different spots. I want to get your thoughts on on Coach Rule and and his introductory presser let's just start with with 24 hours ago and uh your reaction your impression here um uh, and it, it was really good the side sessions were, were really informative not only from trev but also uh-huh. from from coach rule with just this whole process man and it was it was touch and go is is what it sounded like uh, for this to actually get pulled off yeah and that is what is on my computer screen is a is a large document that is pulling together that touch-and-go nature of the of the search and of the, the pursuit of Matt Rule that Trev Alberts undertook over the last two months. And, you know, really it does go back almost two months. And I, I recognize that Matt Rule was employed by the Carolina Panthers until October 10th, but it's interesting to, to dig into it and, and, and recognize that, that Trev Alberts had his eyes on Matt Rule even before that went down in Carolina. So, you know, when he stands up there and says that Matt Rule was was candidate 1A, you know, a lot of athletic directors say that, and and I I do believe it in in this situation. Trev, it was not always looking like he was going to get his top guy, but, but he did at the end of this. He did, and the the dynamic here of of rule and when he came back on the radar, and the 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 merry go round of Nebraska's negotiating stance, rules negotiating stance, and then the third party of Carolina, Mitch. I mean, this was a this was a ton of work for Trev. Yeah, the Panthers made it the most difficult, not necessarily because they, they were difficult, but they're they're not 
uh, you know, they're not as invested in the situation and they weren't as motivated to make this work as Nebraska was in, in looking for a coach and in trying to hit a home run with the hire. And in Matt, Rule, in Matt Rule's case, wanting to uh, get back into the business, you know, not, not sit on the sideline. And meanwhile, you have Carolina and, and a billionaire owner who it doesn't have that same kind of urgency. So in the, of the three parties that were working on this, it was, it was certainly a challenge for Trev Alberts and, and for Matt Rule to make it work with Carolina. But you, you had to do that um, or, or this thing, it wouldn't have come together. So I, I think if it's, a, if it's a different kind of deal and you're, you're hiring um, a college coach or you're hiring an NFL coach who doesn't have the $40 million buyout, then this thing would have would have come together in a different way. The good thing for Nebraska is that he's here now, and you know he's had time already to to look at Nebraska and and, and pay attention to what's going on. And, and now that he's on the ground in Lincoln, instead of trying to coach a bowl game with a, a college program or or say goodbye to to a college program like like other coaches who are getting hired right now are doing, uh, Matt Rule's full. 100% attention can be on Nebraska on these players and you know, figuring out his coaching staff and, and his recruiting plan. Recruiting needs to hit the ground and, and Rule's already been working on that. You, you've got to have you, you can have a partial staff but you have Barthol uh, it's been reported that he's Nebraska's new running backs coach you've got Old pot roast, uh, Knighton on the defensive line, and then and then Satterfield, and then uh, Campbell and in Foley. Those are the names we're hearing along with Evan Cooper. What's your read on the Mickey situation? I think it's fluid, and you know, we're conti- this is this is like the the coaching search all over again with candidates. And a week ago, I think we were talking about Matt Rule being fluid and other coaches coming in and out of the mix. And, you know, is Lance Leipold still in this? It was just last Tuesday night that he signed the extension to Kansas. And, you know, up until that point was a, was a candidate at Nebraska and Luke Fickle was coming onto the scene. And we see that that was a real, a real thing as, as Fickle goes and signs with, with Wisconsin on the day after Nebraska got ruled. But that's where we are with Mickey Joseph in this situation. It's fluid. And, and he's had a conversation with Matt rule and, and, I don't believe that there has been a final determination made, but Mickey has some other things in the works. And, you know, the best thing for Mickey Joseph at the end of, of all of this would, would be for him to get a head coaching job. And I think Nebraska people should, should look at it that way too. Ultimately, when, when Mickey took over Nebraska and had nine games, it was a, a tryout and his, his, his best case scenario was to get the job at Nebraska was to take Nebraska to a bowl game and, and, and do, do so much in, in those 11 weeks that, that he was the guy. And that obviously went a different direction for Nebraska. The next best scenario for Mickey Joseph in his career was for Mickey to find a job as a head coach at another program. And then you start to look at the possibility. And, and you know, selfishly, Nebraska fans are going to want him on staff no matter what. But you also have to think about Mickey in this, and, and he wants to be a head coach. And I think these nine games gave him a taste of what being a head coach can be like. So he's going to pursue those things. Um, and, and he, of course, he's going to want to keep Nebraska as an option if that's something that, that, that Matt, Rule's, Matt Rule feels is a possibility. So I think it's still going to be a few days before, um, or at least a day, uh, before we know exactly what's, what's going on with Mickey and his future. When it comes to, to Mickey and, and potential head coaching landing spots, I mean, there's been 17 gigs open. 
Uh, he's not been a coordinator, but he's an excellent recruiter. And, and his tryout, if you look at it, the the way the team played is impressive. It's more impressive than their record with all that they went through injury-wise. But do you look at a, at, at a Tulsa or a UNLV or a UAB? I mean, and I'm not sliding Mickey by not throwing out Stanford or, or Cincinnati or, or South Florida, but those places usually go to, 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 to guys that have head coaching experience. Yeah, I, I don't think I, – I think you're, you're barking up the right tree – in, in, in the direction that you're going. I think UNLV and, and Tulsa and, and, you know, Tulane is a possibility, but um, the bigger jobs for sure. Athletic directors are going to be more apt to hire coaches who have with, with head coaching experiences experience. You know, you know, um, interestingly um, I'm looking here. Yeah. Matt rule was an offensive coordinator for three years before, um, before becoming the head coach at Temple. I was going to say that he didn't have much coordinator experience, and, and he did, 08 to 11, um, as Temple's offensive coordinator. So I, I don't think, though, that Mickey and his lack of coordinator experience is a, is a, a detriment for him as a head coaching candidate because he's going to be the type of head coach, if, if, if and when he gets a job, who uh, delegates well. And, you know, he's not going – much like Matt Rule. He, he had been an offensive coordinator, but I think Matt Rule as a head coach in his previous college stops and, and with the Panthers was a head coach who delegated, and his own previous experience as an offensive coordinator was not essential to what he did as a head coach. So in, in that way, I think Joseph and Rule are somewhat similar, and it shouldn't be held against Mickey as, as he goes for head coaching positions that 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 he's only been an assistant coach or an associate head coach in the case of what he did at Nebraska. And of course a head coach for the last nine games at Nebraska, which certainly helps his candidacy any, anywhere. Mitch Sherman's with us here on Hale varsity radio. And Mitch, do you have a, a read or a, a guess on a, a timetable for Mickey's decision? What's complicated here is the, the coaching carousel is a, a, a fickle beast. You don't quite know when it's going to stop spinning, and that's what kind of leads to some question marks and why this could be a little bit up in the air. But do you have a timetable on, on when this drama could end, maybe by the end of the week? I think so. I think that's a, a fair uh, assessment. It could end sooner. He could he could get an offer from Rule sooner. He could part ways with Nebraska without another job necessarily sooner. I think those are both um, – on the table, or he could get picked up as a, as, as a head coach. Um, there's just a number of, those are three directions right there that, that, that it could go, but I don't think it's, it's going to be a real long process. You know, there's also the possibility that he could catch on somewhere and then become a head coaching candidate as jobs open later in this cycle. So not out of the question for coaches to latch on and then to, to move before they ever spend uh, a day on the sideline at that school. Not to say that that happens often, but in the case of somebody like Mickey, who is potentially a head coaching candidate and an assistant coaching candidate, um, you know, he would be in the category, in the small category of, of coaches who, who could end up in a scenario like that. Mitch, uh, some of the, the names that were on Frost staff, do you feel like a guy like Bush or Becton uh, have a shot, Brood? I mean, what, what's your feel with any potential holdover? Um, 
Well, Bush, Bush is not going to be on the staff. Um, I do know that. Um, the others, uh, I, I don't know. Um, I guess I don't expect it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's about as, and, and I haven't talked to those guys. I don't know what's going on with Barrett Rood or, or with Sean Becton, but um, I, I don't expect it. You, know, you see the pattern that's developing here with the coaches that Matt Rule is, is hiring, and a lot of these guys have worked with him at, at various stops. And I think most of his staff is going to fit that, that category. Perhaps not everyone, so maybe there'll be an opportunity for somebody who's a holdover from Nebraska. Um, maybe there'll be an opportunity for him to bring in somebody from the outside that got a strong recommendation and, and hasn't worked with him at one of his, his previous places as a head coach, or, or maybe he'll go deeper into his past and find somebody that he worked with on the assistant coaching level. Um, I don't know, but, but as it relates to any specific Nebraska assistant, I don't think the outlook is real optimistic. Not to say that one um, couldn't emerge through this. Mitch Sherman's with us on Hale Varsity. Uh, Mitch with The Athletic at Mitch Sherman. Mitch, about 15 seconds, bud. What uh, can folks look forward from you uh, here in the, the near future? The, well, I'll, as I said, we are um, putting together the story on, on all that happened in the search and trying to get as much information as we can about where it went and how it went, uh, both with Rule and, and other directions that Trev Alberts looked. Um, we know that, that Rule was his top candidate, but that doesn't mean, well, he, Trev said it, there were 13 candidates. So um, getting, to, uh, getting to the bottom of some, of some of that, I think it's a fascinating process to look at um, a 76-day search and and try to uh, uncover as much as possible that, that happened during that period. Mitch, thanks for the time. Good to spend a few minutes with you. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks. There it is. Mitch Sherman.